I'm Jasmine Moradi, and you're listening to the Queens of Tech podcast, a podcast series about workplace role models, where I get the opportunity to ask 60 plus questions to female influencers about their journey into STEM, science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. My vision with this podcast is to raise the workplace ecosystem for women in tech. My mission is to bridge the gap between schools and workplaces by highlighting female role models in STEM to encourage more young girls and women to unleash their full potential in these fields to reach top leadership roles. In this episode, I'm very excited to welcome my guest, Tech Queen Carol Malbrank, president of What06, Women Hacker Action Tank and engineer of microelectronic at Siemens in Paris. Bonjour, Carol. Hello. Je suis très heureuse having you joining us from Cannes, France today. Moi aussi. How are you? Très, très bien. Très heureuse d'avoir cette petite interview. Happy to hear. Now, let us dive into your journey into STEM. Hope you're ready for the Queens of Tech 60 plus questions. Let's warm up with a few fun facts about you. How would you describe your personality in three hashtags? Hashtag happy, hashtag optimistic, and hashtag helpful. How would you describe your life in three sentences? I love my life because I have two beautiful and brilliant daughters. I have a job where I'm fulfilled and I have many friends around me. What kind of music stimulates and motivates you the most? Uh, Pop and French rock. What's your personal motto? When you want something, go for it. And I taught my daughters not to hesitate to go for it. They have nothing to lose, but everything to gain. What is your favorite book? I used to read a lot. I have less and less time to read, except on vacation. I don't have a favorite book. I like all kinds of books. And for the moment, I'm reading La Femme au Moyen-Âge. What is your favorite podcast? Until now, I didn't have a favorite podcast, but now I'm sure I will love your queen of tech podcast. Mac or PC? Oh, no hesitation. PC. Say something interesting about you that most people don't know. I had a cancer. No, I'm, I'm cured. It gave me even more desire to love life and the moment sharing with my family and my friends. I'm sorry to hear. I'm very beautiful. I'm happy to hear that you're cured. What is your hidden talent? My talent is very well hidden, that I don't know it. <laughs> if you were going to write a book about your life, what would the title be? Never give up. Great start. Now, let us dig deeper. Our childhood has an effect on our adulthood. Our early experiences shape our belief about ourselves, others, and the world. Now, I want to discover your childhood, Carol. Where did you grow up? In Toulouse, in the south of France. What was your dream job as a child? When I was a child, I wanted to be a vet. But at 18, I realized that I was afraid of blood. I need to change my project. Couldn't be a vet. I realized very late that. What was your favorite subject in school? Natural sciences, geology. What was your least favorite subject? Drawing. I was a terrible at drawing. And music. It was a pain for others to hear me play the flute. A nightmare for others. What is your earliest memory of technology and the arrival of the internet? 
With this question, I realized that I'm old. In my first company, we didn't have internet. I discovered it in my second company in Texas Instrument in 1908. When I was looking for information, I, I used Lycos. It has disappeared in favor of Google. Which were the three first technology gadgets you owned? Uh, the first was my calculator, able to draw mathematical curves. And the second was the Minitel. I guess some young people don't even know what it is. It's a small computer to go to internet. And the last one, TamTam. -tam. It was a picture to receive a short message. I had this gadget before my first mobile phone. I realized I'm very, very old. <laughs> Who was your favorite female role model growing up? Unfortunately, I didn't have a female role model in technology when I was young, perhaps because I didn't know what job to do and internet didn't exist yet. I guess I would have had a role model if I had known what I wanted to do and if the internet had existed when I was young. And I suppose young girls have more chance because they have internet, there are a lot of research, you can find a lot of things. How do you think where you grew up and the school you went to and the generation you come from influenced your education and career choice? I think it was more my environment that influenced my character and my career. Indeed, I live in a large family, two brothers and two sisters. And uh, I was born after my two brothers. So I guess I have had character to be respect for my two brothers. Moreover, my parents were not rich and my mother didn't work and I wanted to have a good career. So I can say my, my mother influenced me, not voluntary. Interesting. Now, I'm going to read two quotes. First one, how does the universe expect me to choose a career path at 16? I can't even choose what I want for dinner. Second, Abraham Lincoln said the best way to predict your future is to create it. So Carol, I want to know the choices behind your career path. What did you study at university? I studied math after electronic because as I couldn't be a vet, I decided math because I like math. Who and what influenced you to get into your chosen field? To be honest, nothing and no one has influenced my career choice. As I said before, I wanted to be a vet and I didn't know what job I wanted to do. Since I love math, I decided to do math. Then what professional roles have you had before that led you to the current one? I first worked for Texas Instruments. I worked for 10 years. I had many jobs inside this company. At first, I learned to design electronic chips and then I was in charge of training and managing a team of designers in Morocco. After that, I worked five years for Samsung and then five years for Intel. I always designed electronic chips, but in smaller and smaller technologies and for different products, cell phone, GPS, computer. What does what Zero Six do and what is your responsibility and title there? For what zero six, I'm a president and we organize a lot of events to put on visibility the women who are working in technology. And we wanted to influence, to convince or to inspire girls to be interested in STEM. And we organize a lot of events like Hackathon, like the Trophy Women in Tech Sud, another event, Girls Tech Day. You're also an engineer of microelectronics at Siemens in Paris. How did you get that job and what are your main responsibilities? I still design electronic chips, but in a very advanced technology and my title is microelectronics engineer. So I design a chip since 20 years for mobile phone, for calculator, for computer. 
And what does a typical work day look like for you? I don't have a typical uh, day. I don't have a specific routine. I draw the chips one after one, one after the other. I don't have a lot of meetings. I'm a very technical girl. I'm drawing alone. A designer gave me the schematics, the, the secret, and I need to, to draw it. I love the quote, choose a job you love and you will never have to work a day in your life. So Carol, what do you love about your role? is that I'm always learning. Every two years, we change technology because the chips have to be smaller and smaller. I never get bored. I always have problems to solve with new technology. So I love that, to learn. What is the best experience you've had in your role so far? My best experience was training a person who later became an expert in design chip in another company. It was a junior and after he became a big expert and he worked a concurrent company, but it was a friend. It was very, very best experience for me. Very cool. And what is the biggest challenge you've encountered so far and how did you tackle it? When I worked for Texas Instrument or Samsung, there was a whole team of people doing the same thing as me. So whenever I had a technical problem, I could get help. Then when I worked for Intel in my team, no one had any chip design skills in this technology. I had to solve my design problem alone. No one to ask for advice. What do you wish everybody understood about your role? It is very difficult to explain what I do to people who are not in the analog field. People think that what I do is very complicated, but it's not. <laughs> and what is the common myth about your profession or field that you want to disprove? Believe that microelectronics does not interest women. That technology is not for women. Quite the contrary, the proof. Me, moreover, I know many women who work in the new technologies, and it's very a common myth. What do you love about working in the tech industry? What I like about new technology, especially in my field, is that it changes every two years. I'm always learning and I always to solve the new problems. Oprah Winfrey quoted, think like a queen, a queen is not afraid to fail. Failure is not a stepping stone of greatness. So Carol, what have by far been your biggest achievements in your career? My greatest achievement is my greatest pride, knowing that the person in front of me is using the cell phone of which I draw some part of the circuit. Yes, I, I designed some for mobile phone Nokia. Very pride. <laughs> I, I'm not, I'm not allowed to draw it, but a team, a big team. But I, I was pride to participate for the conception of this product. And what's the biggest factor that has helped you become successful? Any success habits? My uh, perseverance, never give up when faced with uh, a problem. Always find a solution to deliver the product on time. How do you measure your own performance at work then? It's a difficult question. The chip I draw all different. Uh, nothing is repetitive. Sorry, I, I don't know how to measure my performance at work. What is your biggest failure in your career and what did you learn from it? I don't know if I can say it's a failure. It's more of a frustration. Not speaking English well enough, it would have allowed me to develop my career even more internationally. So I have made my daughter aware of the practice of English very early. Now they are bilingual and have studied abroad. I consider it's very important to speak English in a, in a big company, an international company. It's a big frustration for me. What is inspiring and motivating you the most in your role and career right now? These two things that I'm working on are very 
advanced technology and that very few people are working on this type of technology in the analog field. I'm very happy about that. Let us now jump into the influence on mentorship and role models. Role models can consciously or subconsciously be a powerful force in our lives. In addition, mentors can guide us through a career and open up the world of possibilities. Carol, do you have a mentor today? Yes, I have a mentor, but not in technology. He helps me to be more comfortable in the public speaking. Who is the female role model you look up to in your field? Fortunately, in my field, there are very few women in microelectronics, so I don't have any female role models that could inspire me. I really like it to have it, but unfortunately, uh, perhaps for the young girl, it's more possible. Interesting. History shows that it has been more common for men having mentors and role models in business than women. How important do you think it is to have a role model and mentor during one's career? For me, having a role model in your field means having a path to follow, telling yourself that we can also succeed if others have done it before us. Having a mentor allows to have useful advices to avoid making uh, some mistakes and maybe allow us to progress faster. It's better, it's uh, more useful when the mentor is in your field. Let's move on to leadership. Shirley Samber, CEO of Facebook, quoted, leadership is about making others as a result of your presence and making sure that the impact lasts in your absence. What does leadership mean to you, Carol? Leadership is being able to lead a team to succeed by taking account all the individuality of the people in the team, building on the strengths of each team members. What do you consider a good versus a bad leader? For me, a bad leader forces people to follow him. A good leader has charisma and his team members want to follow him because they trust him. Who is your favorite female tech leader? In my career, I know one. She was my boss when I worked at Samsung. She was always available to help. She is patient and understanding. She always defended her team members against her hierarchy. Even if I left this company, I still have contact with this woman. She's called Ellen. She's a very nice girl. How would you describe yourself as a leader? As a, a person who brings people together around a common project without forcing anyone and taking into account the qualities and desire of each. I use my leadership skill in my association, What's the Horses? We are 12 women, we are benevolent, and we work together to organize some event. And the big uh, challenge is to highlight women in technology and inspire young girls to follow career in new technologies. And I consider I can be a, a good leader because the association uh, exists since six, seven years, and it's only benevolent and we have a lot of love of action. And as a leader, what values are most important to you? The first value, in my opinion, is the respect. If you want people to see you as a leader and follow you, you have to respect them. According to me, a leader has to listen to his team members in order to help them, to support them, progress, and to encourage them to acquire new skills. What leadership lessons have you learned that have formed you into the leader you are today? During my life, I had the opportunity to manage a team three times with my daughters in my job. Uh, not only uh, at Texas Instrument and as a president of my association. The bad experience I had, it was with my family, with my daughters. 
I don't remember exactly what happened, but I remember that if you want people to follow you, you have to explain why you are doing like that and not hesitate to accept that the proposal of others is best and follow it. What are your three strengths and three weaknesses? Communication, adaptability, and I am someone you can count on. And my three weakness, impatience, my lack of diplomacy, times and the last sometimes i have difficulty delegating but i'm working on this point let us now jump into the hottest topic in business today workplace culture unlocking the power of diversity equality and inclusion carol what do diversity equality and inclusion mean to you personally the subject on which every company must take into account What do you consider being three to five signs of good company culture if you were to join a company? Well, that the company tries to recruit as many women as possible. That the company prohibits meeting after 6 p.m. for its employees. And uh, that the company set up a mentoring program to support women and encourage them to stay in the technology fields. As a woman, what has been the most significant barrier in your career and how have you overcome these challenges? When you are a woman and you work in the tech industry, you are not considered competent enough. Also, we always have to work harder to prove that we belong. I realized that a man who has succeeded once has proven himself, doesn't have to prove his skills anymore. Women have to prove our skills all the time. We must always prove ourselves. Even if we have succeeded in a project, the doubt is always there. And for that, we must always work harder to succeed. I realized that in my job, during my career. And how did you do to overcome these challenges? I work, I work a lot. Why do you think it's important for more women to join the tech industry, especially as leaders? It's important that women join the tech industry to inspire young girls to do the same. The more women leaders we have in the field, the more we will prove that women are competent in the field and that they can also reach leadership roles. Do you and how do you speak with your female and male colleagues about diversity, equality, inclusion challenges, especially salary gaps? I am aware that there is a salary gap between women and men, even if it's difficult to prove it. Indeed, in France, salary is something a taboo subject. I often explain that a study proven that a mixed team was much more efficient, hence the interest of having men and women in tech teams. There are many public internal discussions about the barriers women face from reaching higher positions in the tech industry. How do you feel it has affected and is affecting you? And what is your advice on how to best unblock these roadblocks? To be honest, I decided to leave my position as a manager to do only technical work. It's a personal choice. I realized after three years of as a manager that I was losing my technical skills because in electronic knowledge evolves rapidly. The advice I will give to women who want to reach 
high position is to let people know that they want a promotion. It is also important to have a mentor who will support them in this goal. I consider it's important to inform you want a promotion because a lot of women consider that uh, your hierarchy could realize they are waiting a proposition of promotion. But even if uh, sometimes uh, or often we don't have this promotion because perhaps uh, they consider we are not interested by it, but it's false. So I say to my daughters, ask to your boss you want to change the position of your company. As the tech industry finds it hard to attract and retain women, what is your best advice on strategies for how companies can work to build a strong corporate culture that engages gender diversity? For women to want to come to tech, I think we have to prove to them that they have a place here. To do this, company must highlight the women in tech who are in their company. To retain them, we need to set up a mentoring program where one woman is a mentor to another. Set up a specific training program for them and the HR department must identify high potential women and help them in their progression in the company. And it's also necessary to set up working conditions that allow employees and especially women to balance their professional and personal lives. For example, no meeting after 6 p.m., more teleworking, a place in a daycare center close to the workplace. What would you say are the few challenges and possibilities of implementing diversity, quality, inclusion culture in a workplace today? The biggest challenge, according to me, is to involve the employees in the DC culture. In talking to some of the men, I realized that some men don't approve of this culture. They feel that this culture gives more advantage to women when it's just a balancing act. I tried to make these men understand that it's also in the interest of the company, of the team spirit, who have people from different backgrounds, and that it's necessary to promote the DC culture. As for the possibilities, they are enormous, enormous, because for the moment, few companies have implemented this culture. The implementation of CSR policies in company can help develop the culture of diversity and equality. Why and how do you think companies would benefit from having workplace gender diversity, especially better gender representation at sea level? Why? Because it has been proven that a company has teams different profiles is a more productive team. Men and women don't always have the same vision. They don't all focus on the same thing. I like to take the example of a company that builds cars. If the designer were only men, they would only focus on the engine, the look of the car, and the comfort of the driver's seat. Personally, when I bought my new car, this parameter did not interest me. The first thing I look at was the size of the trunk to put the stroller in. It's very important to know what women are now consumers, and it is therefore important to take into account their needs, their tests, and therefore integrate them into the design teams. So it's very important to have men and women because we have different vision for our projects is very important. How much do you think the industry has changed regarding diversity, quality, inclusion since you joined? <laughs> when I started working 20 years ago, smoking was allowed in the meeting room. And the fact that women earn less than men was not debated. Nowadays, the society and especially the mentality have changed. I realized the new generations are looking for companies with values companies that are not only looking to make money, 
companies are aware of this and as recruitment is more and more difficult, they know that they have to put in place a DC policy to attract candidates. So the DC culture has grown tremendously and still has a lot of room for improvement. Looking back on your career, what one thing would you have changed in your working environment to break the bias? When I was a manager, I interviewed candidates to be part of my team. I should have demanded of women's resumes. I also created six years ago an association of what they was to encourage young girls to follow a scientific career and to highlight women to work in tech. I should have created it much earlier. Then looking forward, what will you do as a leader to improve the bias for the next generation of women in tech? I'm really working on this subject with my association. We create an event to make 100 girls discover technology in a playful way. It's a girls' tech day. We also create another event, the Trophy Women in Tech South. It's an event that highlights women in tech, employees, researchers, startups, and even experts in artificial intelligence. Making them visible allows a young girl to meet role models and to be inspired to follow the same career. Let us move on to another hot topic in business today, which is workplace life balance and mental health. Carol, you have without a doubt a busy lifestyle. How do you take care of yourself to maintain good mental health? I have indeed a, a very active life. I'm never bored. I love my job and I love my associative life. When I'm tired, I find energy by reading, walking in the forest with my dog, spending evening with my friends. Have you ever experienced burnout? Fortunately not. At 6 p.m., I decided to close my computer because I don't want my professional life to take over my personal life. It's not always easy, especially when projects are behind schedule, but I try to be very vigilant. What motivates you every day to get out of bed? I consider I have a great life, a job that I like, two beautiful daughters, many friends, and many personal projects. I don't say that my life has always been beautiful. I had some very difficult personal moments, but I'm a positive person and fighter, so I'm happy to get out of bed every day. What is your advice on how companies can create a more mentally healthy workplace in the new now? Prohibit meeting after 6 p.m. and meeting between noon and 2 p.m. Have a place in a daycare center near the company for its employees. Paying the babysitter's bills if the single parent have to have dinner with the client. Negotiate rights with the nearest sport club for employee. And in my company, for example, uh, this situation exists. My company offered fruits one day a week at the workplace. Now, let us wrap up with a few words of wisdom and piece of advice for our listeners. Carol, what is the best piece of advice you've been given that has helped you during setbacks in your role and career? The best advice I received and I follow is always stay on good terms with your colleagues, even if you don't always agree with their choice. Tomorrow, they may have changed company and if I apply to the company, I may not get hired because I, I will have left a bad impression of myself. Always to be professional and do your job properly. And then, what is the worst advice you've ever been given and how did you tackle it? To be honest, it's a difficult question because I haven't found any bad advice given to me. Is there something you wish you would have known or a skill you wish you had when starting out in the tech industry? 
about is it issue English. When I studied in the microelectronic tech, I was focused on scientific subject. I neglected English at university. If you had ability to go back in time when you were just at the beginning of your career, what advice would you give to your younger self? Don't be ashamed to ask your supervisor for a salary increase if you feel your work has been well done. If you don't ask for one, your boss won't offer you one or the bare minimum. And to believe that your boss sees what you do and thank you by offering your salary increase is illusory. You need to express you want a limitation of your salary. What advice would you give to young girls and women wanting and trying to break into the STEM field today? They should not hesitate to work in these fields. There is no unemployment, salaries are good, and mentalities are changing. In addition, there are many different jobs in the tech industry, so you can always find a job you like. It can be technical, project manager. The more women we have in tech, the more young girls will dare to go into these fields. Last but not least, Carol, what is next for you in your role and career? What are your career aspirations? Today, I'm 52 years old. I'm really proud of my career evolution. I decided not to be a manager anymore and to be an expert in technology. I am fulfilled in tech and my skills are recognized. I work for a large group where I have the opportunity to work on challenging projects on new technology. To be honest, I have no career aspiration except to continue working for this company, continue learning. I hope that one day I will train several young women to take over from me later on. That's an amazing aspiration. Carol, thank you so much for being a guest on the Queens of Tech podcast. Sharing your journey will without a doubt inspire change and reshape company culture for the new generation. Thank you very much. (laughs) Thank you for listening. If you have worked in the tech industry a minimum of three years and would like to share your journey, please nominate yourself or somebody you know to i at jasminemoradi.com. For more podcast episodes and to learn more about the Queens of Tech initiative and to support us, visit queensof.tech.